Happy National Signing Day to everybody. Coach Saban got it done. 27 nationally signed letters of intent, a bunch of five stars, the highest graded recruiting class Saban has ever brought in in his 14 years as head coach at the University of Alabama. We're rocking and rolling with you right now on a Wednesday hump day on the number one form for Bama football news in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham and excited to have everybody locked in, tuned in, ready to go on tonight's show. Got a lot to talk about, a lot to dive into, a lot to discuss. Crimson Tide doing its thing on the recruiting trail. As always, EA Sports bringing back the college football game. Got a lot to discuss. Got a lot to get down to, and we're about to get down to business here right now. As always, the show brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of the site, showing that support to Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, for the uh, tradition, for the uh, dominance of owning that fourth quarter. So check them out. We own the fourth quarter.com. We're bringing you the show from YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now. Give a thumbs up. Give a like on the show. Run those likes up. Hit that subscribe button. Turn all of those notifications on so that way. You have the best in coverage, news, alerts, updates on your favorite program. Not only are we bringing you the show through YouTube, but we got you also on Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media, locked, loaded, centered, connected. We got you right here on the show. Got to give a shout out to my man, John Ivory, one time in that production studio, doing his thing as he always does bringing you the action with the hot beats here on the show. We want you guys, the fans, being a part of the show, being a part of the action, a part of the conversation. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358, the number to dial, to let your voice, your opinions be made known on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. 1358 definitely want to hear from you and before we get started here in the first topic of conversation we continue with paying homage to black excellence as it is black history month here the month of february for the first the first name we brought up was john mitchell jr the next name was a brother that joined him at Alabama, breaking that color barrier in 1971. That would be one Wilbert Jackson, the first successful, versatile running back for the Crimson Tide under Paul Bear Bryant. He, out of the young uh, Wilbert Jackson out of Ozark, Alabama. He played at D.A. Smith High School before, transfer, before transferring to Carroll High School to play for the Eagles there. He played football, he played basketball and baseball, but football, that first love for him, uh, was huge there for the Carroll Eagles on the gridiron, played from 1968 to 69, or 1969 to 70, excuse me, 1969 to 70. In 1969, he made the class 4A All-State team. At Alabama, he played for three seasons from 71 to 73, 32 and 4 during his three years there, including a pair of 11 win seasons. A guy that in 1973 
you want to talk about 752 rushing yards, 41 receiving yards, eight touchdowns, all of us coming out of the wishbone offense, as crazy as that was. Not the wishbone, Wilbur Jackson paced an Alabama team that averaged or that scored at least 35 points in eight of 12 games. Jackson, a, a three-time SEC champion, a national champion in, in 1973. He became the first, you know, first, first black running back to get drafted high in the first round of the NFL venue as he went in the first round number nine overall in the 1974 draft of the San Francisco 49ers. He had a Great nine-year career, won a Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins, now known as the Washington football team, in 1982. And uh, just a guy that paved the way for the likes of uh, Kerry Goode and Saron Stacy and Sherman Williams and Derek Lassick and Tony Nathan and, and, Lenny, and uh, Lenny, uh, Lenny Patrick and Sean Alexander. Just a lot of great running backs got their success, got their start because of him being that versatile guy coming in, breaking that color barrier, having the success that he had, and a guy that was inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame in 2007. So big ups there to one Wilbur Jackson. He came in the first successful black running back, paving the way for so many others to come after him as we continue paying our respects to the great ones for Black History Month. But we get it now. Topic number one of the conversation here on tonight's show, and it is one that I'm really, really, really excited about. EA Sports is bringing back college football, the video game. It's coming back. And uh, the last time we saw a fresh installment of the game, it was the 2013 NCAA college football game that had Denard Shoelace Robinson on the cover, the quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. But then we had the Ed O'Bannon case that came in and Tyrone Prothrow and pay for play and image and likeness and all of these different debates and conversations that hit the, hit the table. So with that happening, we had to do away with the college football game uh, for quite some time. And though Madden was fun, 2K was fun, but, but it pales in comparison to NCAA college football. It pales in comparison to the EA Sports game just because of the fact that we as people found ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and some of us financially, we found ourselves uh, invested with this game. We, we found ourselves staying up late nights playing this game. We found ourselves flunking out of school playing this game. We found ourselves going through a number of different situations and circumstances because of this game and how much we love it, how much we were drawn to it, how much we were invested in it, how much this game really played a pivotal role in a lot of our lives. And according to Mr. Daryl Holt, who is the vice president and general manager of EA Sports, he told ESPN on Tuesday that the game is coming back. The game makers are bringing college football back to electronic arts sports. Now, it will not be licensed by 
the NCAA. However, the gaming, the game makers are working with the collegiate license company. So that there are put, they are putting together the building blocks and things of that nature to bring the game back soon. Now there, there has not been a set date or a set time that the game will be released to be back, but it, it is coming back soon. It is making its way back soon. So that's big news. They're coming from one. EA Sports breaking this information to ESPN on Tuesday. Now, for me personally, in my life, I have owned a collection of EA Sports college football games. I had the 2002 game with, uh, it was Chris Winkie on the cover, former Florida State quarterback. I mean, I had the 2003 game with former Oregon quarterback Joey Harrington on the cover. I had the 05 game with... Uh, with uh, Larry Fitzgerald, University of Pittsburgh on the cover there. I didn't get 2006. I got 2007, so made up for that with getting Reggie Bush on the cover. But I had 2008 with Jarrett Zembranski, former Boise State quarterback on the cover. And as of right now, I got 2010 with the uh, Texas former Texas running back Cedric Benson on the cover. But it was this game right here that made me think of college football from a business perspective because, you know, I remember when I would play and I played with Alabama, I would take the generic Alabama coach and try to make him look as close to Nick Saban as possible. I would do that. And then I would take all of the players on the game, whether they would have generic names or they would just be named by their number. I would go in and change the entire roster around and give them the actual names that I saw playing on actual TV. I would give myself the hardest schedule, the hardest non-conference schedule and play on Heisman just to, just to test myself and bet on myself and make sure I'm not getting screwed. I was that person. But on top of that, when it came to Road to Glory mode, when it came to Road to Glory mode, I created a receiver by the name of Chris Cole. I don't know what possessed me to do that. I had so many other great names in my mind, but I created a receiver by the name of Chris Cole, put him on Texas Tech. He was 6'9", 235 pounds. And uh, when I went through the summer training process with him, running the 40-yard dash and doing the receiver skill drills, I was a three-star recruit. Came out a three-star prospect, but my boy Chris Cole, my creative player, four-time national champion, four-time Blitnikoff Award winner. I won the Heisman my senior year. I had a trash quarterback, too. My quarterback was god-awful. How he could throw his deep balls. But Chris Cole made him look good. My wide receiver, Chris Cole, made my quarterback at Texas Tech. You don't look really, really good there. So, I mean, uh, I've played this game my entire life, and hearing the return of it, I'm juiced, I'm pumped up, I'm happy, I'm excited, because like you as fans, whether you guys were children, teenagers, adults, you put a lot of effort, you put a lot of time into playing this game, and it taught you some things on heightened levels, but on yesterday, Twitter went crazy because upon the announcement of the game coming back uh, by EA Sports, everybody was asking, okay, so who should be on the cover? Who needs to be on the cover of this game since it's coming back? And uh, there was one Alabama fan that did a PS4 cover 
with Devontae Smith on it, and the Bama Nation lost. You guys lost your marbles. You guys lost your marbles when you saw this cover. Everybody was quote tweeting it, retweeting it, sharing it, like DMing EA Sports going, make this happen. Put Smitty on the cover. Make it happen right now. You had fans going off. You had former players, Henry Ruggs III and Jedrick Will saying this needs to happen. You had a current player in Trayshawn Holden of whom said, if six ain't on the cover, I'm going to be 38 hot. I'm going to be big mad. Everybody was going bonkers when they saw this cover on screen of Devontae Smith for the new EA Sports college football video game there. And uh, after the Devontae Smith cover came out, you had other suggestions. Somebody else suggested, well, let's have the cover with Tua Tonga Mac Jones, and Jalen Hurts on there. Somebody else said, let's have the cover be Nick Saban and Paul Bear Bryant. And then somebody else said, let's have the cover be Big Al and Alabama Helmet and the number 18 showing the 18 national championships. And then my man Mac Herford said, bump all of that. Put Mac Jones on the cover. After the season that Mac Jizzle had, put Mac 10 on the cover of the EA Sports video game. But the cover of Smitty had everybody and their mama going, we got to buy this. Make this happen. Make it happen. Put the money on the table. Let this thing be done right here. But EA Sports, college football, video game, making a return, making a comeback. Not sure the exact date of when it's going to come back because they did not release that, but the conversation's being had, the talk is being had, and according to Daryl Holt, the vice president and general manager for EA Sports, he said the game makers, we are bringing the game back. We're already in the works of it. It's coming soon. I am amped up. But my question is, what new features could we see in this game? What new features could we see? A feature where there's fans with masks going in the stands. Like, I, I would like to know what new features could we bring to the football? Could they bring to the football game? What new enticing features could we see, especially with it not being licensed anymore by the NCAA? But we're going to take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial because when we get back, we entertain you, the Bama fans. We take your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your concerns. What features do you want to see in the new EA Sports college football video game? We'll talk to you when we get back. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. And we are back into the action here, folks, on a Wednesday Hump Day National Signing Day, the original National Signing Day. Hottest show on the streets here, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. In my own words, we go to the phone lines right now to take your calls, 205-448-1358. That's the number to dial in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We take our first call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Steven, I'm it's Nick. How are you? Doing good in yourself. How you feeling? Good, good, good. Thank you. So, yeah, we're just listening to this show. Um, big news on the uh, the video game. Uh, two quick points. Um, I'm really excited about it. Hopefully it comes out soon. And one feature, obviously, I'm looking forward to would be the playoff because when I used to play it, like, I started playing this game maybe, like, 16, 17 years ago. I would have a, um, what do you want to call it? Not a franchise, but a... Um, you know, whatever I want to call it, you know, I would, I would have a team, and I would, I would um, and then I would play, go undefeated, and be like the third ranked team because, like Oklahoma, USC would always like go undefeated as well. So I'd always have to work through the next. I mean, did, to did that not get on your nerves? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So um, I, I'm excited to see the, the college football playoff component of it. I'm assuming it's me part of it. So um, and also, I want to get your quick thoughts on. Uh, Kamara Wheaton, I heard he signed, five-star running back. Um, what do you think? Explosive guy, very talented guy, good speed, good power. Bama got a great one. Okay. Nice. Appreciate that call right there. Starting off the show talking about the video game. So, so we'll take our next call right now. You are live in, you're live in the show. What's going on tonight? What's going on, Steve? Going good, man. On. Going good. How you feeling? Man, I'm snowed in in New York City, but, you know. Feel you on that. I mean, what's what's on your mind right now? Okay, so three things. Number one, um, cover. It could be Tua. It could be whoever, Alabama. I don't care. Number two, you add the playoffs. You change the graphics up a little bit. You add the playoffs. You know, update the playbooks, but don't you touch anything else, EA Sports. Um, number three, uh, 2012, NCAA 13, PlayStation 3. I had Clemson, you had Baylor. Remember? Don't laugh. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching you. Stop laughing. Uh, do you remember that game? Yes, bug. I remember that game, El Boogie. I remember that. Okay. Night. That was a fluke. And I never got my rematch. You know, on your best day, you could never beat me in this game. And I just want—I just want you to say in front of everybody that was watching that it was a fluke. That wasn't no fluke, God. I got you. I got you. That—that that, that wasn't no fluke, bro. <laughs> okay, so where can I get my rematch? You know what? You know what, Lionel? You know I'll what, Lionel? I will—I I will put it in the calendar. The, the, the next time, Lionel, you back in Alabama. We're going to have this rematch. 
you better practice because I'm not, I'm not going easy on you. There is no 21-point blowout. I'm dropping an 80-piece on you like it's a Friday night in two-way football. Just, just remember that. I got you, man. I got you. But, hey, okay. appreciate the love, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Take it easy. Absolutely. My man, Lionel Harris, El Bug, calling out of New York there on a, long, on a good day at work, having some good times there with him. We take our next call. You are live on the show. What's going on? What's up, Stephen? This is Jimmy C. Jimmy Clay in the building, y'all. <laughs> How's it going, man? Going good, man. Feeling better now. Feeling better now, knowing that the uh, the EA Sports college football games coming back, and on top of that, Bama was able to hold on to Kamar Wheaton and uh, Terry Arnold. Got them both in here. Yes, it was a it's a great day. I thought Wheaton was going to flip. I really did, and. Arnold, I thought he might go to Georgia, but now, hey, I'm glad, Jimmy, they're, I'm glad they're with us. Jimmy, I'm telling you, you were not the only one. I, I can't tell you how many people were bombarding my emails this week going, Stephen, is Wheaton going to flip? Stephen, are we going to lose Wheaton? Oh my gosh, Stephen, is he gone? Like, there were so many emails, and for the life of me, I wanted to say, look, people, I don't have all the answers. I know what I know, and I'm hoping, just like y'all hoping, but thankfully... You know, the Bama coaching staff secured Wheaton's letter of intent and it secured Terry on Arnold's letter of intent. So now we can move forward. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey, man, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Blue Ridge gang and everybody that comes in here three times a week to be entertained. Absolutely. Shout out to old, I'm sorry, and a shout out to old John Ivory, the man behind the scenes. And I appreciate his appreciation. And to you, sir, I, pre- I uh, to the general of the TDA Army, Stephen M. Smith, I appreciate your appreciation. Well, Jimmy, as always, we, we thank you for donating. We thank you for your support. And we thank you for just simply being a, a passionate Alabama football fan and, and wanting to know more and understand more about your team. So as long as we're giving you what you need, we're doing our job. Sir, you're doing a wonderful job, and y'all have a great night and roll tide. Absolutely. Got the man Jimmy Clay himself, in the words of John Ivory, the best donator in the business, calling in big man Jimmy Clay. We take our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on? Man, Stephen, my aunt told me today, she said, I've had between Monday, I told everybody I wasn't going to be able to be here. I've had over 24 people message and call me. I think that. I got to thank everybody once again, uh, wanting to hear old Coach Bryant stories. This is the best podcast on about Alabama football on YouTube uh, I've ever saw. I watch a lot of other ones, but I love this one. You're doing a great job, but don't let them young guys jack you up on that play. I got you. I got you. I got you. He he owed me my rematch wagon. He owed me that, so I got him. I got him. Appreciate that call coming in there from our own Wayne and Coburn showing love right here. We take another call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Well, we actually got, we actually got the topic right now. As y'all continue to get those phone lines lined up, they're 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. Now, the question was, being the topic is, the new features that you know, I would like to see in the new EA Sports College football game. Now, for me, 
I would like to have see features where they can pan to the stands and we can see all of the fans wearing masks on and being socially distanced. I would like to see that. Uh, another feature I would like to see is the, the red shirt freshman feature where I can play a guy four games and then slap the red shirt tag on him. I would like to see that right there of a new game. The next feature is, will we have a transfer portal? Could a player just immediately go to the transfer portal? I would like to see the transfer portal feature if they have that. Let's see here. Uh, another feature, somebody mentioned, one of our callers mentioned the college football playoff feature. I think that would be really cool. But something that I would like to see, and I think it's already been done. If it has been done, please let me know. But I, I would like to see an upgrade to the road to glory mode where you would have your created player taking the ACT or the SAT, right, taking the standardized test. And if that player doesn't do well on the, on the standardized test, that player would have to go to JUCO. And I would like to see that player go to JUCO, just beast on the JUCO level, be a national junior college All-American, get, get a JUCO championship, and then take his pick to go to a D1 school, dominate the D1 school. Like I would like to see in the updated version of Road to Glory mode where the player takes the standardized test and then has to go to JUCO if he doesn't do his best on that test. But we take our next call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hello. How are we feeling today? Good. What's on your mind right now? How do you think? What do you think about the Mac Jones transcendent draft? All right, Mac Jones in the draft right now. He he he's gonna be he's gonna be a first round pick. He will go in the first round. It depends on uh, where does he go in the first round because he can go in the top ten. He can go in the middle. He can go in the bottom portion because he had a great season last year, an incredible year. Did well at the Senior Bowl. He will go first round, but it depends on which team is gonna take him. Okay. Appreciate that call, man. Thank, appreciate that call, man. Thank you so much for that call. Like Mac Jones, I feel like he, had, I think he'll go first round, but it depends on which team gets him. But I think he could go early. So, shot he may go early. We take our, first, we take our next call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on tonight? Hey, it's Dominic, the birthday boy in the building. How you doing? Doing outstanding in yourself. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. My birthday is today. Happy birthday to you, man. Thanks, man. Well, that previous call said Mac Jones in the he would go to the first round. I honestly agree with that previous caller. He may go into the top ten at this point, I think. He has a shot too, though. He he really does. I mean, uh, at number four overall, I know the Falcons like the Zach Wilson kid from BYU, but Mac Jones has played tougher competition, better schedule. Better numbers. I mean, went down to the Senior Bowl and showed out. And then at number eight, you got the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule got a chance to work with, with Jones, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one right there at the Senior Bowl and really liked what he was able to do. So the Falcons and the Panthers, two teams in that top ten, if you want them, go get them. And um, which Alabama player won the Heisman Trophy? I forgot his name. That would be Devontae Smith. 
Devontae Smith, yeah. Where do you think – do you think he's going to be in the draft? He, he, he declared for the draft. He, he will be in the draft. He will go – I want him to go number three to the Miami Dolphins, put him back with Tua. The, the two have already talked about being back together. I'll put him in Miami. But we appreciate the call right there from that young man right there, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, questions, awesome questions. We take our next thought right now, our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on tonight? Stephen M. Smith. What's Tide happening man. with you? Calling Tide Man, calling from Jackson, Mississippi. How we you doing, brother? We got Tide Man in here. What's going on, man? <laughs> Hey, man, I'm still riding high from that number 18, national championship number 18. The GOAT won his sixth at Bama, seventh overall. Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, and Nick Saban, those three are on my Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time of any sports ever. Sorry I haven't been able to call you call you uh, sooner than this, but uh, but I really appreciate you mentioning at the beginning of the show Wilbur Jackson and John Mitchell, because one of the things that has always irritated me, and you know this story quite well, I'm sure, is how the media has spun this that Nick, that uh, not Nick, but Bear Bryant did not want to uh, recruit African American athletes until until Alabama played USC when USC had Sam Cunningham, and then and then the, and then the narrative is that oh. Bear Bryant saw Sam Cunningham because USC beat Alabama convincingly that day. I can't remember what year that was. And then the media says, oh, and then Bear Bryant decided to go out and recruit African-American athletes. At the time they played that game, Wilbur Jackson and John Mitchell were already on the Alabama roster. But as freshmen, they were ineligible to play, so they didn't suit up. Bear Bryant scheduled that game in tension with USC and John McKay, who was the coach at the time, I think, at USC, precisely because he wanted to further race relations in Alabama. And he wanted people to see firsthand, you know, the importance of being able to recruit African-American athletes. So I'm glad you mentioned those two guys, Wilbur Jackson and John Mitchell. They deserve to be talked about much more, and all true Bama fans know that story. So thank you for pointing that out. And what I wanted to ask you a quick question as far as Kamar Wheaton. I mean, first of all, I'm just sitting back today, uh, Stephen M. Smith, and I'm, as a Bama fan, I'm still, once again, pinching myself like I did three or four weeks ago at that national championship. I'm like, we are taking this for granted. I mean, the probably the highest, the highest ranking recruiting class in college football history. And we as Bama fans are just, we're just sitting back like, yep, yep, we're enjoying it, but we're, I mean, we do, I think, can, can you maybe explain when I hang up how just the times that we are living in, you know, this 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 uh, dynasty that we are witnessing and being a part of, because we've become spoiled. You know, even I have. I mean, this is incredible. Kamar Wheaton, he's like uh, the, with all the bevy of running backs that we have and running backs coming in, and we still sign this five star kid. You know, I mean, it's just it's an incredible thing. And so my point is, let's just enjoy this. You know, I'm sitting here in Mississippi, and people just are just bashing Bama left and right. I'm sitting here, and I'm trying not to gloat to these people, right? I'm, I'm trying not to gloat, but I'm like, man, are you kidding? 18th National Championship and the highest-ranking recruiting class in college football history coming in. I mean, the, these are, the, this, as they say in the South, we're living in high cotton, man. This is, 
This is a beautiful time to be alive, man, as a Bama fan. And I, I echo what the previous caller said, man. Thank you for what you're doing, brother. You're always bringing us the knowledge, keeping us updated. You know, you represent the spirit and the passion of Alabama football and people like me that can't articulate it as well as you do and can't get into all the details, but you're keeping us informed. So I love you, brother. I appreciate you. Roll tight to everybody out there. Let's enjoy it, man. Keep on rolling, baby. Talk to you soon, brother. Bye-bye. Appreciate that call that come from Tide, man. But my only response to that would be Nick Saban continues to do what Nick Saban does. I remember when Coach Saban first got here in 2007, he was told it will take you six years to win your first national championship. And much like Michael Jordan, you want to make Nick Saban angry or you want to really push Nick Saban to his highest to his highest level, tell him he can't do something. Or better yet, tell him he can't do anything or do something better than somebody else can. Saban was told it will take you three years to win one. Saban says, all right. He wins his first and half the time in three years. And, and now it's gotten to a point where Bama football is a billion dollars, a million dollar industry running itself. Like it, it runs itself. The talent runs itself. He's always getting the best coaches in here. It, it's gotten to where the, the, the players know we trust Saban. The coaches know, hey, I may come and go, but if that man is there, if Nicholas Lou Saban Jr. is there, the program at Alabama, it's going to run itself. And I feel like the fan base and, and, me, and I myself in the media, sometimes you do have to take a step back and think, wow, 14 years he has been here. Going on his 14th season, he hasn't stopped. He continues to go. He continues to push. It, it, is, it is just incredible what he has done. But we're going to take our next break here on the show. When we get back, we continue the conversation of Kamar Wheaton and this Alabama running back room right after this. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth quarter.com it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth quarter.com get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, and we're back into the action from the break on the number one ticket for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday hump day national signing day here for your Crimson Tide. Bama bringing in 27 nationally signed letters of intent, including one, Kamar Wheaton, a five-star running back from the state of Texas. Everybody really, really happy to see what this young man is going to be able to do. Also, got to shout out my man Jimmy Clay donating that $25 and the TDA had 
in the Super Chats. Remember, folks, that daily Super Chat gold, $75. Daily Super Chat gold, $75. And Jimmy Clay getting to start it off with that $25 donation here into the Super Chats. But we get into a, a topic right here that you look at with Kamar Wheaton in Alabama, seven backs on the roster. A very crowded running back room. Seven backs here on the roster. And the question is, will Vitae be able to keep everybody? This is a question. This is a concern. This is a thought that a lot of you as fans have. Can Nick Saban, can Robert Gillespie, new running backs coach, can, can Alabama keep all of these guys happy? You got seven mouths to feed. Also throw Bill O'Brien in here as the offensive coordinator, as the new play caller. He's got seven mouths to feed. He's got, you know, some players. He's got to try to keep happy. Can you keep everybody situated? Can you appease everybody? Because you got seven guys here on the roster. And, and what's crazy is with spring ball – Coming up soon, uh, and an opportunity to see where do all of these guys stack up and stand in terms of the roster. The question, you know, becomes, you know, uh, where will the roster stack up? Like, like these players are going to be thinking about where do I stand? Where do I rank? Where do I sit in terms of the football roster? But we're, we're, we're going to actually go to my man Justin Smith, our own Justin Smith, the lead scout and recruiting analyst for TDA. And Justin, so on your end here, how do you see the stack up for this Alabama running back room for after signing day? Do you see Alabama keeping all seven of these backs with Kamar Wheaton in here now? Well, it's definitely going to be pretty interesting when you look at the Crimson Tide's running back room and with them returning Guys like Trey Sanders, Brian Robinson Jr., Keelan Robinson, Chase McCullen, Rodell Williams, along with Kyle Edwards. I think the Crimson Tide have an opportunity to hold on to everybody, but it is going to be really difficult with how prominent the transfer portal is in today's game. It will definitely be a hard task. It, it all it is going to depend on a couple of factors. It is going to depend on these guys individually. Are they going to be able to wait on their opportunity to wait on their turn? Because it is, it is going to be a couple of guys who are going to have to wait on their opportunity. The good part about this is the fact that it is the running back position. Crimson Tide are known to feature at least two running backs. Now, Justin, I know I wanted to get into Terry on Arnold right quick, but before I get into that, could you speak to the job done by Robert Gillespie and the rest of the Tides coaching staff and keeping Wheaton's commitment and getting him to sign? Because a lot of Tide fans were concerned about with Jeff Banks, who, who is that Texas connection, and Coach Banks spent a lot of time recruiting Wheaton. When Banks left for Texas, a lot of fans felt like, well, Banks is going to pull Wheaton away. Wheaton's going to flip. We're going to lose Kamar Wheaton. So can you talk about the job that Robert Gillespie and the remaining and the remainder of the Tides coaching staff did and not only keeping the young man's commitment, but getting that young man to sign his national letter of intent? Well, like I said earlier, I think this is more impressive than the Crimson Tide picking up 
Wheaton's verbal commitment in January because they had to pick up Wheaton's signature without his two main recruiters on their coaching staff. When you look at Jeff Banks departing to take a job at the University of Texas, also looking at Ty's running back coach, Charles Huff, taking the head coaching job at Marshall University. And as I always say, recruiting is based on relationships. Relationships play a huge role on the recruiting trail. When you look at Kamar Wheaton, the two coaches he was able to build a relationship for most of his recruitment were gone. And that was going to be a bit of a interesting task ahead of the Crimson Tide when both of those guys left the Tide's coaching staff. But we see that the Tide's new coaching staff was able to come in and show Wheaton that Alabama is going to be Alabama. I think that is something that we have constantly seen through all of the coaching turnovers. That is something that Alabama has in its back pocket throughout its recruiting efforts. This is something that I've seen in person work. The Crimson Tide's name still carries a lot of weight. Nick Saban still carries a lot of weight on the recruiting trail. So it is really impressive that the Crimson Tide were able to hold on to Kamar Wheaton. I think it speaks to the fact that the Alabama name still speaks for itself. Five-star defensive back Terion Arnold also gave his you know, nationally signed letter of intent here to the Crimson Tide. And along with Alabama, Florida was pushing hard for his, for, his, for his LOI and Georgia as well. But what became the deciding factor, Justin, of Arnold out of Tallahassee, Florida, giving his letter of intent and giving his ultimate yes to Coach Saban and the Tide? In my mind and in my opinion, I think it was Nate Oates and the Tides basketball coaching staff. I think them being in daily contact with Arnold before he made that decision was huge for the Crimson Tide landing Terry on Arnold. Of course, when you ask him why he committed to Alabama, he's going to talk a lot about Nick Saban because Nick Saban has built a good relationship with him throughout his recruitment. He's going to be talking about the Tides player development because he studied the Tide a lot. Him and his family looked at the Crimson Tides program backwards and forwards, so they know they know a lot about the Alabama football program. But I think when you look at Nate Oates and what he hit, what he is building in Tuscaloosa when it comes to their basketball program, I think that is something that is really attractive to a guy like Terry Arnold who wants to play football and basketball at the next level. So that's, that is what I think was the deciding factor because he's going to get that opportunity. Nick Saban fully supports him playing both sports. He also fully supports the Tide's fellow five-star athlete signing Quincy McKinstry during the same. Now, I think this is an interesting trend that we are seeing with prospects playing dual sports, especially when you look at football and basketball. This may not be the last time that the Crimson Tide have a signing guy, possibly, that will play two sports at the next level because when you look at the 2022 recruiting class, another prospect who could do this is Antonio Kite, who actually picked up an offer from Alabama basketball before he picked up an offer from Alabama football. He played one year of football, and after a pretty impressive season as a defensive back, Crimson Tide offered him in football after he already had an offer from Nate Oates and the Tide's basketball coaching staff. So we may be looking at a situation in the future where the Crimson Tide have three players who are playing both football and basketball, but Antonio Kite still has a long way to go in his recruitment. So I am really interested in, in seeing how that plays out when it comes to those guys playing two sports at the next level. 
Appreciate it, Justin. Thank you. As we get, as we now continue the conversation on uh, just the list here of running backs, as this room is now crowded with Kamara Wheaton in here, the five-star from Texas, first and foremost. I mean, you look at Brian Robinson, who's coming into his senior year out of Tuscaloosa. Is this finally his moment? Can he finally be a featured back? And he, he's waited his time. He's been behind. Brian Robbins, he's been behind uh, Damian Harris, excuse me, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Bo Scarborough. He spent time behind all of these guys, but a lot of people feel like B-Rob has the potential. B-Rob has the ability, and he's got the size at 6'1", 226 pounds. But the question is, does he fit this style that Alabama has now? I feel like if he were to have came up, during the Derrick Henry time or during the Trent Richardson time, that he would have really popped off there. But nowadays, you're looking at running backs. They got to not only be able to run through the tackles, bounce plays to the outside, pass block, which B-Rob does a great job in those areas, but also catch the ball out the backfield, run routes, be elusive, do a diverse amount of things that make you really, really special. Can B-Rob do that? It remains to be seen. Then behind him, you look at Trey Sanders, who's a five-star running back out of the state of Florida, former five-star. And, uh, you know, at first you think about, well, he's going to have a time to really come back and from, the, from, from rehabbing from the injuries he suffered in the car accident. But with Alabama landing Wheaton, that has to play on the back of Trey Sanders' mind. When I get back, I got to be back back. I got to be bona fide, ready, ready, because Bama just pulled – Another five-star at the running back position. So I got to be on my A game when I get back. Then you look at Keenan Robinson, from we've seen him transform his body and bulk up and build up. And now he's added the physical stature, you know, with the speed. And, you know, with Keenan, uh, he already had the juice when he first came in in 2019 as a freshman from uh, – from the, from the Washington, D.C. area, but how much more has he gotten better in the training aspect of being a back because he now looks like an SEC running back? You got that right there to look at. Then you have Jace McClellan, who last year showed you a burst of speed, a burst of ability, a burst of playmaking skills. He wants to continue what he's done. Then you got Roydell Williams, who showed you a little bit last year. He's got some power. He's got some pinball Josh Jacob-esque capability. So you want to see more from him. And then you got Kyle Edwards, who didn't even play last year at all, but he came in the 2020 class with the likes of McClellan and Rodell Williams. So you got seven guys here on the roster, and you got one football. And you got a brand-new offensive coordinator, so you got to figure out what's his philosophy. I kind of equate this back to, remember, 2013 – when Bama had T.J. Yeldon, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Alvin Kamara, Alti, Tenpenny, Tyron Jones, and D. Hart, you couldn't keep everybody. And Bama didn't keep everybody. And ultimately, it had some guys to go. So crowded running back room here for the Crimson Tide with Wheaton's signed letter of intent here. Does Alabama keep everybody? Could you possibly see some guys hit that transfer portal? If there's a couple of guys that do hit it, who could those guys be? We'll talk about that with you, the Alabama football fans, right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Steve. 
Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we are back into the action here from the break on the number one forum for Crimson Tide. Football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, if you haven't given that thumbs up, give a thumbs up on the show, like the show, give a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so that way you have the best in news, notes, updates, and material on your Crimson Tide. Got to give a shout out right now to the pimp of the Blue Ridge Gang, Senator Hines, donating that $9.99. We have a super chat. So appreciate Senator and Jimmy Clay, baby. Jimmy Clay can't stop, won't stop. Jimmy Clay, that $25 donation coming from him as well. So we appreciate the love, the passion, the excitement that you, the Alabama football fan base, gives us, gives us here at TDA, but we go back to the phone lines where we take your calls, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in let your voice be heard. This is your show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's happening, Stephen? This is Rich Runhope. Coach Rich, what's going on, my man? Oh, not a whole lot. I've been watching uh, this signing day, and boy, they had a, a great class. I mean, a great class. A tremendous class. B- best, best graded class of the Coach Saban era. And, and I feel like Coach Coach got all he needed. He got all he wanted and then some. You got some defensive dogs. You got some offensive line dogs. You got some wide receivers. You got a running back. You picked up a quarterback. So Nick Saban hit on everything that he possibly needed to hit on. Honestly, he had, he just signed a complete football team. He could probably put them boys on the field next year and just they could play the season out and if at worst lose two games. I mean, <laughs> that's how good I feel that the Cats are they just signed. Um, now, do you know this? How many more scholarships are left uh, at Alabama? I know they leave a few because of the COVID thing and you can get late transfers. But do you know? I don't know the exact number. However, I will fact check that and get information and we'll pass that along. But I don't know the exact number right now. 
Okay. Well, the reason I said that, and then I want to get on to Devontae. All right. Uh, I talked to uh, Dylan's dad today, and uh, this is his exact words. He told me three times. He said, I hope Tennessee releases him. And he said uh, he is going to Alabama or the Plains. And I, and uh, he was talking about it, and I said, look, uh, Stacy, that's his name. I said, do you know what every player that has given Saban three years of, of their career, what they all have? He said, of what? I said, a national championship. I said, do you know how many of those players go to the pros? And he said, uh, not really. He said, I assume it's most of them. I said, I think the number's 66%. I said, it may be higher than that now. I mean, you would know more about that than I would. But anyway, Dylan, may I, uh, and he said, well, Saban wants him to be a tight end. I said, well, wherever Saban wants to put him, that's going to be his future. I said, there's plenty of players come to Alabama and want to play somewhere else. But if he wants him to be a tight end, I said, that's where he needs to come and stay. But, but anyway, oh. Uh, as far as Devontae, man, that kid is the most awesome player that I think has come through Alabama ever. I mean, he's just an outstanding individual. He come back, wanted to get a national championship, and, you know, like uh, Jamar Chase, I, I think it hurt him because he opted out. Unless the team's just in love with him, then there's no way he goes before him. Because, first of all, receivers usually don't get taken high up. And what got me, I think even though this is so close because of Tua, and when they had the pro day, uh, Chris Greer and Brian Flores talked to uh, Coach Saban for a while. And uh, I figured what happened is uh, they asked him, you know, about Tua and, of course, Devontae because uh, Brian Flores gets on his uh, uh, whatever it is after. He got mad because two reporters asked him, he said, what is y'all's question about Devontae, his size? His size? He said, look, a good player is a good player is a great player, and he's sure a great one. So I think Saban just told him, Chris Greer come caught up with him again. I think Saban being the GOAT, they listened to him. He said, look, you keep Tua, you get Devontae. That's going to make him more comfortable. Go ahead, get Najee with your other one. If any way you can pick up, get him Waddle, he said, then y'all going to have a team. I wouldn't be surprised to see all three of them guys there because they got an awesome defense. Then you get Waddle, he can return it. Devontae can also return it. Uh, I mean, that that just makes two a comfortable. Then you got Najee out of the backfield. He's going to block for him. He's going to catch balls out of the backfield and just give him all the comfortability and the track team of athletes he had. The Miami Dolphins have the captain to do it. They're not going to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson is an awesome player. I mean, in my book, top five uh, quarterback in the NFL. Appreciate that call that come from my man, Coach Rich, there from Roanoke. I, I would like to see Devontae Smith to go to Miami. I've already given my thoughts on that. I would want to see uh, Devontae Smith be a Miami Dolphin, put him back there with Tua, let them run that thing back. Hopefully, Coach Flores and the, and the Dolphin organization don't overthink this, do the right thing here. But we take our next call here of the night. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on, Steven? It's your boy, Senator Hines. We got, good, we, we got him here and here now, baby. Here and here now. <laughs> man, you know, they was out there. They, I, I, they, they said they had to send out the uh, the search party for me, man. I told them I, I was tuned in, man. I just – I was driving, so I had to wait till I get to my spot so I could call in, man. But, man, talking about another uh, – I mean, we just completed a whole successful year 
um, with closing out signing day. The whole successful 2020-21 season. Now we're officially on to 21-22 season. And it's, it's about to get crazy, Steven. I'm excited about spring ball. Um, so many questions to answer with so many options to answer those questions. I feel like this is going to be a crazy offseason. Hopefully, if COVID doesn't um, prevent anything, um, hopefully spring ball goes on as planned. I understand they probably won't be able to do a day as normal and all this stuff. But I think something will be replaced with it to where we can um, continue to get this good news and updates from you guys over at TDA. And, uh, man, I'm excited. One question I did have, and I know you can provide the answer to me, um, uh, with with this running back room, uh, I know you remember when uh, Alvin Kamar, uh, Ten Penny, and I forget what was the other guy's name that was in that class, that running back class, um, when we had uh, Drake was I think was a junior or a senior, um, and we had Kamar and all those guys. What 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 year was that? That was thirteen. Okay, now I see our offense taking a a different turn this year than we did that year when we our our running back room got kind of thin we only had literally maybe two feature backs that were legit feature backs um i think it takes a different turn this time because uh that was early in the transition of alabama schematically on offense um and then with with uh the coaches coming in on this offensive side on the staff uh i told you before watching Houston, they went deep into their rotation a lot with O'Brien as head coach. I wonder if he brings that type of philosophy to college ball. Um, if so, we, we're going to be unstoppable again. It'll be about if, if these guys will buy into just being doing your job for the team, enjoying the team aspect of everybody eating. And I think our team going to be great for the next three to four years to come for sure um, if this class can buy into that because it's so much talent in that class, and I know it's more coming behind it, as we all know. But that's all I wanted to say, Steven. I'm excited about the phone call, man. I appreciate you, Justin Smith, all the recruiting news, TDA fam. Shout out to my Blue Wrench gang in the chat, and much love, man. Appreciate that call that come from our own Senator Hines into the call segment here, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, in my own words. So we're going to hit this topic here rather quickly before we take our, uh, our next break, and the topic is, so the Crimson Tide, according to the Vegas odds right now, and this came out from Brett McMurphy, a college football writer from Fear Stadium, Alabama has the highest odds, the best odds to go back-to-back, repeat as national champion, something that has not done since the 2011-2012 season. So, Bama's odds 9-5, to the highest odds, Clemson and Ohio State, Behind it with odds of nine to two, Georgia number three with odds of six to one, Oklahoma next with odds of eight to one. Then we got the trio of Texas A&M, Iowa State, and LSU with odds of forty to one. But according to the odds makers out there at Vegas, Alabama the highest odds nine to five to repeat as national champions. Can it get it done? Even with you know replacing the quarterback, replacing the starting running back, replacing two number one receivers, replacing three starters on the offensive line, and replacing an offensive coordinator with Nick Saban as head coach, I would not put the bet against Alabama. But hold for the hold for the break, people. Hold for the break. But before we hold for the break, we'll take a quick call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hello. You're live on the show. What's going on? 
Hey, this is William Walsh. You, you know, you don't like haters on your show. It seems like that. You know, I'm not much of a hater, but you know, let's be real about you know the championships that you all won. You haven't won a championship undefeated since Texas. In the championships you won, you played Notre Dame. Anybody could have played Notre Dame. Look at all the championships you played an SEC team. You lost to them in the in the previous in the in the, in the previous whatnot, and then you played them for the championship, and then you won. So, you know, the SECs, you know, they were terrible, obviously, this year, and you guys are claiming you guys are out there claiming you guys are number one. <laughs> where do I, where, where do you see number one? Where do I see number one at? Where do I see number one at? We played literally, Alabama played literally the hardest schedule in the SEC with just straight SEC games, beat up on everybody, sure. beat up the on SEC everybody in that conference, okay. as tough as that conference is, and as tough as those games were in that conference, we just showed that we ran through everybody. Bama showed that Clemson it ran through everybody. That's why Bama's number one. Hey. No, no, no one beat the team this past season. No one beat them. They went undefeated, 13-0 with COVID. Clemson, can I speak? Clemson would beat Notre Dame three times in one year if that was a, a possibility. But the quarterback was, you know what? He had COVID, so he was out. They but, still you know almost hey, beat him. But, even but, with but hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? And then your coach, Nick Saban, he has, he has COVID. Then he doesn't have COVID. Now he has COVID. Which one is it? The first one, the first one was a false test. The first one was a false test, was an outside source. They didn't get the information right. The second one, he actually had symptoms. Your school, Alabama, was on television for having one of the highest rates of whatnot for COVID during the school year. But all of a sudden, none of these, you know, these uh, superstar athletes had COVID. But your coach, you know, supposedly, he has it, he doesn't have it, you know. And your 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 whole uh, school, you know, was shut down because of COVID. I mean, you know, and how many teams didn't even have half their players on it on the field? So how can you claim a championship? Make sure you put COVID on the championship trophy because nobody, not all teams played the full year. <laughs> Championships you won, you played Notre Dame. Anybody could have played Notre Dame. You could have put anybody up against Notre Dame. They would have won the championship. And then you guys claim that as a championship. Then you played, you know what? Um, I, I forget what other team in the SEC, you know, you guys lost to them in the previous year. And then you guys came back and beat them in the championship. And then you claim a championship. But you lost to them in the, in the regular here, here, season. Here's basically the whole thing. Y'all complained about the BCS because Bama was winning. So Bama, so so they flipped the thing with the college football playoff. Now Bama's dominating the playoff, and now you're complaining again. So you you don't complain. People gonna complain. Complainers complain. If you want to say you're the best, beat Alabama. Beat Alabama consistently, consistently, and force Saban to retire. If you think you're the best, if you think your team the best, beat Alabama year after year after year after year and force Nick Saban out. When you do that then I'll have a conversation with you. But until you can sit there, beat Alabama every year, force Nick Saban out the door, 
he going to continue to do what he does, which is win championships. If you want to win championships, come up to the level. That's all I got to tell you. You want to win? You want to be the big dog of the block? Come up to the level of the big dogs and do it consistently. If you can't do it consistently, shut up and go. Shut up and continue to just try to do your best part, but try to win and come up consistently. We're going to take our next break here on the, on the show. When we get back, we'll have more calls. We'll have more calls. Hold for the break. We'll be back on In My Own Words. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We back in, man. I wasn't even trying to get mad, but golly. We're going to shout out my man, Roll Tide and Rise Up one time. Roll Tide and Rise Up, donating that $15 in the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there from Roll Tide and Rise Up. Also, the boy, Senator Hines, came in here with that $4.99. Beautiful Super Chats. Appreciate Senator Hines. And Willie351, that Chris $5 donation. We have a super chest, but right now we're gonna get back in the phone line because we got some people ready to respond to this last caller, and we take Senator Hines first. Senator, what's your response, man? Let it rip. Man, I was gonna just you know roll over, you know, put my phone on the nightstand and just watch the show, let it end peacefully on a beautiful note. But then here comes this old clown talking about some whatever we can't understand. But other than that. This man talking about some when we lost to LSU nine to six against the probably one of the best defenses the the nation has seen. I don't think now, Sandor. I I don't think he understood the fact that the very next week, remember, Baylor lost, Boise State lost, Oregon lost, Oklahoma State lost. There were five other teams that lost the very same week. They put us back in there. We can't help you. They showed us the, they showed the whole nation who the two best teams in the country were that night. I'm telling you, man, people fail to realize this is why I, I don't I don't get into the debates about Alabama and their schedule. You can't help that Oklahoma keeps postponing a home and home a home and away or whatever uh since two thousand and eighteen. We can't help that they've been postponing that. You know, they, they know what time it is. Don't, Big 12 don't come over and play as much. Pac-12 sure as hell ain't coming down here to play us. God dang, Big 10 be scared to sign up. You see what we do to Wisconsin. You see you see what happened when last time we had to play a, a Pac-10, Pac-12 team uh, to open the season. Jalen Hurts, USC, true freshman, come out there and freaking become a phenom in one game over over your, your supposedly best team in that conference. Man, if you don't sit down somewhere, and then you talking about, uh, a tainted, a tainted championship. How's it a tainted championship? 
When we every team we played, they never were missing more than thirty two percent of the roster. Every team that was ranked that was we, we played one game where uh I wanna say it was against Missouri at the beginning of the season. Missouri was the weakest team as far as personnel that we played the whole season. And they still filled it doggone uh nineteen of uh out of twenty two of their starters. So you, you missed us with that crap talking about it's a tainted season. You, go go back through history. Show me another school that has ever played a full conference only schedule, went undefeated and won a national championship with the Heisman Trophy winner, adult walk uh Campbell or whatever all them fellas names award winners. I'm talking about across the board. Bro, don't 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 get on that that now, Bama tie. But, hey, but here's bro. but here's but Senator, here's my thing. Every team that Bama played this season, this past season, their head coach was on the sideline for every game. Nick Saban was the one that missed the game due to COVID, and Alabama still routes Auburn forty-two to thirteen. But that's besides the point. We appreciate that. We appreciate. We appreciate it, Senator. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate that call. We take our next call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on, man? Stephen M. Uh, Senator just stole all my thunder, man. But I, I was like him, man. I was about ready to just. Lay lay down, just listen to the rest of the show in peace. But man, tight man had to call back in after that incoherent, irrational, idiotic phone call. I mean, that might have been the dumbest call in I've ever heard to any sports show ever. I mean, that guy made absolutely no sense. What was his point? That something about Notre Dame and anybody could beat Notre Dame or something like that. And it's like, okay, Nick Saban has won six national championships in the past 12 years because why? Because we play a week schedule. And that's it. I, I mean, he, he made no argument. I mean, I mean he, he completely no gave – I mean, he completely gave Notre Dame no type of credit. I mean, that, that championship Notre Dame did come in with the number one defense in the country giving up 10.2 points per game. So it wasn't like Notre Dame was trash, trash. Right, right. Much better than the Notre Dame team that we destroyed in the national championship back in uh, was it 2012? But uh, but yet yeah, that that in in I wanted to, the guy sounded like maybe he was an Ohio State fan, but surely an Ohio State fan after that whipping they took from us wouldn't dare to call in. But that was this you know it's just it's just laughable. And like Senator Hines said, and uh, you got to give me his call uh, this week. So I mean, give me his number, or something. This link, link up with that guy because that brother's on, on on point. I'd like to meet him, um, you know, even through Facebook or whatever. But uh, this, you know, as an Alabama fan, we we are beyond the point of trying to or even needing to defend ourselves. Eighteen national championships, six national championships out of the past twelve years. We don't need to defend nothing, man. And all these weak people want to come in and take what take whatever shots they bring it on. We're we're through trying to defend ourselves. We don't need to. You're just a bunch of losers. You're a bunch of losers, and that's where you're gonna keep on losing because you spend all your time hating on Bama rather than trying to build up your own little sorry football program. that's a life principle right there. Nick Saban, the goat, has taught me that. It's like, man. Don't waste your time on what other people are doing. Spend your energy building up your own program, your own uh, endeavor, your own um, worldview, your own goals in life. Focus on what you can do to do the best you can, and don't let the haters drag you down. 
And that's what separates the winners from the losers, the real winners from the real losers. You know, I just had to call him, but, yeah, Senator said it better not could. But anyway, yeah, man, I'll hang up. That was just pitiful, man. That was I was just sitting here laughing my tail off, brother. But anyway, roll tide, man. All right, keep, 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 keep the fire burning, buddy. Appreciate that call coming in from Todd, man, calling into the show right here. We take our next call. Before we do that, I got to shout out Jimmy Clay, man. Fit the dollars from Jimmy the Batman. Best donator in the game, Clay, doing it. And Senator Hines comes back with 199 in the Super Chats. Appreciate Senator and Jimmy Clay. I believe we have officially hit our Super Chat daily goal for the day. Appreciate all the fans. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? And all I got to say is haters don't hate. Alabama is a team everybody loves to hate. Like the other guy said, taking it for granted, I don't take anything for granted because every year we the ones with the bullseye on our back. Everybody cringes to beat us. Absolutely, man. Appreciate that phone. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that phone call right there. I mean, Bama's always got the target on his back. But target's always – the target's been on Bama since Saban won the first national championship, and he continues to do his thing. We take another call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, man, this is uh, Coach Rich again from Roanoke. I couldn't help but call back. Oh, oh, oh guys, uh, number one thing he missed, you know, I ain't a Notre Dame fan. Fan, I'm sorry. But – uh, who else would you put in that number four spot that would even give Alabama a competition? But I'm at Coastal Carolina, no. Um, the other teams in the Big Ten, I forgot their name. But anyway, uh, the closest two games Alabama got played this year by point difference, uh, besides the Missouri game, which wasn't as close, was Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, and uh, it was Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, he can bash all he wants to, say what he wants to, but the fact of the matter is why Alabama didn't have COVID issues is because his players want and know that if they listen to Saban, that their lives are going to change and be better. I mean, be jealous at, at who we are, what we are, but just let it be known for years. Just keep hating. I hope every night he stays up worrying about it because we're going to be contenders, I know, for at least the next four or five years. I mean, we're there. You know, we are there. And that guy, he just did everything wrong. He didn't even have his facts right. I think the guy said something about we lost to Notre Dame and then come back. And that guy, what he was talking about was uh, Clemson lost to Notre Dame. And then they, they got, had that big boy quarterback, which I thought he'd done a really good job. And Clemson just wasn't that good. To be honest with you, I lost $1,000 betting on Clemson. They wasn't the team everybody thought they was. It's just, you know, and if you do away with Alabama, the other two that's always there is Ohio State and Clemson. Why, why does everybody want to do away with Alabama? I guess we're just hated that much. But you do away, just say uh, they somehow get and miraculously retire. But, you know, you'll get another good coach, and you're still going to get three more years of players he's drafted, just like at LSU. Um, oh, oh, buddy, um, uh, uh, Myers or whatever his name was down there, the, the crazy play caller, he won a national championship at LSU with saving the recruits. We're Absolutely, Coach Rich. Absolutely, man. We appreciate that call that come from Coach Rich out of Roanoke, man. It's, it's like Nick Saban always says, overachievers hate mediocres. Mediocres hate overachievers. Are you going to work hard or are you going to sit there and let stuff be handed to you? And Nick Saban here in Alabama believes in working hard, believes in working hard and believes in pushing his players to be 
at the very peak of what they're trying to accomplish. But we appreciate that call there coming from Coach Rich. We take our next call. You're live. Well, we thought we had a call right there. We didn't have a call. But we're actually going to go to break right now. We're going to go to break. Upon our return from the break, we'll get into my top five. Uh, well, my best five. Well, my best five stars. My top five stars of the Nick Saban era at Alabama. We'll wrap the show up talking my top five stars after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Definitely appreciate all the fans calling into the show on today and even the one hater that called in. He, he, he got the show turned up a little bit. So we appreciate everybody calling in, everybody donating in, everybody showing us the appreciation and love here at TDA as we are back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets, number one form here for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, National Signing Day on a Wednesday. And before we get into... The final topic of conversation. I got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDA, TDAware.com. And the reason why I got to remind you of this is for all of you Alabama fans that are still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, I want you to check out our championship collection merch. Check it out. Grab you a 18 of them things, folks. T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18, We Do Championship shirts. Designs on these shirts, which feature all 18 championship years on the back. Head over to TDAWare.com. That is TDAWare.com. Do it right now and go to the Championship Collection merch tab. Get you those championship shirts today. Show them that support for Nick Saban. The University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Check you out those shirts. But right now, we get into the conversation of uh, the top five stars of the Nick Saban era in Alabama. According to me, according to yours truly. And this is paying the honor to this signing class that just came in here of the 27 nationally signed letters of intent. Eight of those are five stars. Eight of them, according to our own Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. So, and pay, and pay, and showing that honor to this, I'm going to get into my five, my five best, five, my, my top five stars of the Nick Saban era at Alabama. So, doing this from five to one. At number five for me, give me DJ Fluker. DJ Fluker at number five at a Foley High School in Alabama in toward the Mobile area. Aside from Julio Jones and uh, Kenny Stabler, Fluker was one of the best players to come from Foley to play for the Crimson Tide. And th this guy at offensive tackle was a madman, was a man-child, was just a dominant 
freak, physical beast of nature on the field at offensive tackle. And while that 2012 offensive line, Barrett Jones got the most love, he got the most attention, and he was good. He was fantastic. He was a, fan, he was a phenomenal center. But DJ Fluker anchored that line. He controlled that line. He owned that line. Alabama ran off the butt of DJ Fluker that entire 2012 season. That's the reason why Eddie Lacy was a 1,000-yard back. T.J. Yeldon, as a freshman, was a 1,000-yard back. A.J. McCarron had the protection that he had for him to put up the 30 touchdown passes that he did. And Amari Cooper, as a freshman, was able to have the 1,000-yard receiving season that he had because of that protection by one big D.J. Fluker. And before the 2020 offensive line did what it did this past season, Fluker on that 2012 group for the longest of time was the best offensive line of a Saban era. At number five, for me, best five-star of a Saban era at Alabama, D.J. Fluker an offensive tackle. Moving on down to number four, give me money, Minka Fitzpatrick out of New Jersey. I mean, this dude right here, of all the great defensive players, he's the one I picked out due to Alabama took a test during Minka's time there, and uh, Fitzpatrick scored uh, to have the mindset of Nick Saban. His mindset was the closest to that of Coach Saban on the test that the Alabama players took during uh, his time there. And, and Minka, a guy that you know, came in 2015 uh, as a five-star, a guy that literally almost won two jobs in the secondary. Like, that's how good he was. He literally won two jobs, almost won two jobs in the secondary. He won the starting job at nickel, that being the slot corner star role, but he almost won the outside corner job away from Marlon Humphrey. I mean, Minka was that good. I mean, as a freshman, we saw how dominant he would be. Two interceptions, freshman All-American. Guy was just all over the field in his sophomore year. We saw the jump and production, had six picks as a, as a sophomore, really ran that secondary. In his junior year, 2017, taking over for one Eddie Jackson, he becomes the safety and at the back five, leading that group, took that team, won a national championship from the defensive perspective. Number four, money, Minka, the Swiss Army knife, the diverse, the versatility of Fitzpatrick. He was number four for me. Number three, this takes us down to Tua Tungavailoa at the quarterback position. And if not for injuries, if not for injuries, Tua could have had three championships, three natties, if not for injuries. The injury bug just had to hit Tua at the worst possible time in his career after he comes off the bench as a freshman against Georgia, 2018 championship game, and rescues the tie to a national title. But even with that, Tua changed the way we process, think, we talk, we discuss Alabama football. Because when Tua came in, uh, everything shifted over to offense. The power, the power shift, the, the leadership, the big players, it all shifted toward the offensive side of the football and prior to the single season that Mac Jones has had, just had, Tua had the single season records for the Crimson Tide. He still has the career, he still got the career records in terms of the passing touchdowns and of the passing yards. So he still holds that career bar there 
in Alabama under Nick Saban, that being one Tua Tungavangoa, a guy that just a gifted passer, a phenomenal passer. He birthed the term joyless murder ball. That started because of Tua. So he is number three for me in the Saban era, all-time top five stars. Number two, King Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was something we never – not Derrick Henry, my bad. Julio Jones got ahead of myself. Julio Jones, my bad. Julio, forgive me, Julio. Julio was number two. Julio was number two. And uh, now, Julio, uh, the reason why he's number two, and, and there's different reasons, but the main reason, he crowned Nick Saban as the master recruiter that he has become today. If uh, Nick Saban does not land Julio in the 2008 signing class, do we know Nick Saban as the elite recruiter, as the marquee recruiter, as the dynamic recruiter that he is? Probably so, but probably not because at that time, at that time there, you know, Julio was down between uh, Auburn and Alabama, and uh, if he goes to Auburn, Auburn wins the coast in recruiting. But he comes to Alabama, which that gives Alabama the coastal region of recruiting. But it also kicks off Saban's run of having those top-ranked signing classes. And then on top of that, where Jones is concerned, you know, he played in the archaic Alabama offense. The offense ran by uh, Jim McElwain. And uh, even in the archaic offense where it was, more so ground and pound, run the football, play great defense, quarterback, don't mess nothing up. We're not asking you to be special. We're not asking you to be Superman. Just be Clark Kent. But for darn sure, don't you mess nothing up. Don't you mess anything up because we're coming down your throat if you mess something up. So that was the day and age there of the Alabama offense. But even with that, you know, Julio Steele put up big numbers. And as a junior in 2010, 78 catches, had over 1,000 yards receiving, seven touchdowns, got to the NFL draft, was picked. In the first round, number six overall, 2011, by those Atlanta Falcons who are wasting his career. And I can't stand the Falcons doing that. But Julio, number two for me, just the ambassador that he is, him stamping Nick Saban as the big-time recruiter that we know him as now and down through these years. And even in playing in an offense that didn't really, I guess, suit what he wanted to do at that time, he still put up numbers. He still had his name on a lot of the career, on, on all of the career record books until Amari Cooper came in and Jerry Judy came in, Henry Ruggs came in, and now, of course, Devontae Smith obliterating everything. Smitty came in. But Julio Jones, number two. Now, at number one, we get to King Derrick Henry, of whom he was something that we've never saw before. We've never witnessed this before. 6'3", 235-plus pound running back that was built like a linebacker-slash-defensive lineman but had just the straight-line speed that had you go, this is unfair, this is ungodly, this is unholy, this ain't right. There ain't no way on God's earth that there should be a brother that's 6'3", 235-plus pounds, built like Optimus Prime, but runs like a gazelle, that, that runs like a speeding bullet. I, I, this shouldn't happen. This, this should not happen. But Derrick Henry was that type of a running back, was that type of, of a playmaker. And, uh, I mean, the guy literally as a freshman, 2013, uh, had the best moment in the Sugar Bowl 
against Oklahoma, the 2014 Sugar Bowl off a 13 season. And uh, despite losing, Alabama losing that game to Oklahoma, Henry had the greatest performance as a freshman, and everybody's going, this guy is going to be legit for years to come. This guy is going to be a bad mamma jamma for years to come. And then as a fresh, as a sophomore, you know, Henry in 2014 shared time with T.J. Yeldon, but actually put up more numbers than T.J. Yeldon, better numbers, 990 yards rushing, and uh, I believe 14 touchdowns there for Derrick Henry that season, 14 touchdowns there for Derrick Henry. And then in the uh, Sugar Bowl against Ohio State, I don't understand why Lane Kiffin did not continue to run the ball with Derrick Henry off the left side of Cam Robinson, but it is what it is. We all have forgiven Lane Kiffin despite that situation. And then the very next season, 2015, he puts on the Superman cape and Henry, a 2,000-yard rusher, the first ever 2,000-yard rusher in the history of Bama football, set the SEC single-season rushing record, 395 carries, 2,219 yards, 28 touchdowns. And the point was, you knew that Henry was going to run the ball and people still couldn't stop him. Like before the season started, the concern was Kenyon Drake had the broken leg injury from the previous year, 2014. You were wondering, would, would Drake come back the same? And then Alabama signed Bo Scarborough and Damian Harris, though they were not quite ready yet. So Derrick Henry knew, I've got to put this entire team on my back and carry it to the national championship. And he worked out religiously every day in the offseason that year. I mean, every day in the, the summer and every day in fall camp. And uh, it didn't matter, you know, the team, the, deep, the, the teams knew who was going to get the football. Still couldn't stop him, still couldn't tackle him, still could not prevent him from having the monster year that he had in 2015. But that's just, you know, my group right there of top five stars of the Coach Saban era at Alabama. DJ Faluka at five, Money Minka Fitzpatrick at four, Tua Tonga-Vangoa at three, Julio Jones at two, and Derrick Henry at number one. But just doing this to pay the honor to today, National Signing Day, Alabama 27 nationally signed letters of intent. Eight of those guys are five stars, and I am just giddy, uber excited to see what these young men can do here for the Crimson Tide. But as always, Bama Nation, you want the best in news, notes, and material on your favorite program, you can do this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we have you taken care of. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Friday, continuing the conversation that is Bama football. As always, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be in the description. Also, the print edition, the print issue, new print issue of Touchdown Alabama Magazine coming soon. Now, if you want to get that for free, if you want to cop that copy of the magazine, here's what you got to do. You go to touchdownalabama.com, click join, be a member, be a subscriber today. 
Go to Touchdown Alabama Magazine right now. Click join. You can get that free copy, that free uh, that free uh, edition there of the, uh, the new print magazine via TDA. That link will be in the description also. And also be sure to copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com. That link too in that in the description but as always Todd Nation husbands love your wives wives appreciate and value those husbands children continue doing the right thing the responsible thing the legitimate thing but always find your ways to not be bored be sure to get you those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you until next time folks spending my own words 